everybody. Welcome to episode 133 of Battling Girls. I'm Destiny. And I'm Rhea. How's it going, Rhea? It is going pretty good. I just put up curtains in my room that took way longer than I thought it was going to. But now I have pretty ombre curtains, pink to purple. Oh, that sounds really cute. Aw, thanks. What color are your walls right now? Uh, they're still the light purple that they've always been. Okay, so yeah, that looks really good, I bet. Yeah, it's very pretty. Cool. How have you been? I've been alright. I am two days away from, uh... Yeah, two days away from my hysterectomy, so I'm just I ready. I cannot <laughs> believe it's here already. I know, it really snuck up on me, too. <laughs> I just, like, I have one more day of work, and then I have a whole day of pooping, and then it's time. <laughs> go time um, and we've decided I don't know when these episodes are going up so you might be hearing this after the hysterectomy so uh, I hope I survived <laughs> <coughs> won't that be a tragic end to this podcast yeah but it just goes to show you that uh, uh, as soon as you uh, you know what never mind I was going to say something really like Nah, never mind. Uh, I won't die. Let's just put it that way. <coughs> I'll die. That's that's the twist. Is My that I'm going to die. Will kill Rhea. Yeah, <laughs> we're coughing up a storm. Sorry about that, uh, fam. I don't have the COVID. It's just I was drilling holes and a lot of dust, you know, like sawdust, flew up in my face. So, yep, healthy. <laughs> yeah oh man <sighs> you still playing story of seasons how are you going along yeah uh i just got a rabbit which uh produces angora fur Ooh. so that's kind of exciting i named it elliot <laughs> uh <laughs> and now i'm on my second winter oh uh, Marie and I still aren't dating yet. Mm-hmm. Marie is the cute girl that works at the library uh, that I am pursuing. She doesn't know it, but I am pursuing her. <laughs> she seems to be quite oblivious to me. Aww. I gave her chocolates on Valentine's Day, and she was just like, I kindly accept. And I'm just like, Marie, we're, we're past the formal stage here. <laughs> yeah. You need, to, you need to give Marriage in that game. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? You need to give me... More like, I love this, and I love you. Like, something like that. Right, thank you, Marie. That's what I want, Marie. Yeah. Like, yeah, The first you have to get the potential suitor's level up to, like, okay, so there's, like, different heart color levels. So it starts out black, then it turns, I believe, purple, then it turns blue, then it turns orange, then it turns green, then I think you get to red. And right now we are in blue. Mm-hmm. So I just need, I missed her birthday. That was the thing. I was so busy mining in the, uh, getting ore from the mines that I forgot her birthday. And I accidentally had saved the game because I decided to pop back into Animal Crossing. And uh, <laughs> totally forgot Marie's birthday. So I lost a chance to get some points with her. Aww. But I'll get her next winter. How are She'll th- be mine. How are things at Animal Crossing? Everybody was really like, uh, shocked that they hadn't talked to me in a month oh wow because i hadn't logged in and uh august is rainy in my island very rainy uh 
I've been bringing new fish and bugs to Blathers because I was trying to catch up a little. And uh, my island is covered in weeds because I wasn't there to keep it weed free. Well, no. Um, I actually like the way the weeds look this season. Dude, a lot of people really like the weeds in general and just keep them around in general because they're very pretty. Yeah, I like how they change with the seasons. I think that's cool. It's very cool. <laughs> um, but I have a lot of them, though. And I still don't have a five-star island because I refuse to build some of the more... Like, I just don't like some of the uh, outdoor items, so I don't really build a lot of them. So I'm never going to get a five-star island. But I did get my dream suite bed. Oh! And I'm about to experiment with that because that was the last big update was the dream suite. Um, I don't know what else they added, but I know that was the big one. Ooh. Yeah, that was just for August. So um, we'll have to pop in and visit some Dreamtown, see if people are doing like the horror themed ones like they were in New Leaf. Oh, I have some that? information for you. <laughs> Ooh, tell me more. The person who built the OG uh, Dreamtown in uh, New Leaf has is back, baby, and built a Nightmare Island. Oh, that's wonderful. I know. I'm so excited. I want to go visit it. So far, the only uh, island I visited in Dream Suite was Griffin McElroy's island, because I was deathly curious to see what he did. It's it's nice. It's cute. I bet it is. And for me, Animal Crossing, I was struggling, because I was having a lot of campers, and, you know, they were like, okay. And then I was like determined to try and get a camper to move in, but they never seemed to want to move in. And I just give up. And then a camper came and it was Bunny, the bunny. And I'm like, she is fucking moving into my goddamn island. I don't care how long it takes. So I did some research and I found out that like, no matter what, as long as you keep pressing them, they will offer to move in in your island, even if your island's full. So like if your island's full and you just have a random camper, they'll randomly choose one of your villagers and be like, well, this person was talking about moving out. Can I move in here? And then you have to decide if you want to get rid of that villager or not. You don't have a choice because the they just choose randomly. If, oh. you use, <clears throat> if you use an amiibo card, they let you choose. Like yeah, they let you choose. Yeah, yeah. Because the last villager I used an amiibo card for was uh, Monique, and I definitely kicked somebody out. For her. <laughs> <laughs> I and had then too many uh, jocks. <laughs> and so I was really struggling because Bunny just would not move in. Like I got her to go to resident services, and then I I noticed her dialogue. She said, "I wonder about squatting rights," and she's like, "No, I want to buy a legitimate piece of land." And I realized I never built a tenth fucking plot on my island. Oh my god, really? Yeah, and I had a five star town with it for like a month without That's it. Weird. I'm surprised so, they let you go that far without it. I know. So I went and built it right away and then she moved in right away. And I was like, so that's why they never like offered to like kick out a random villager. It wasn't that I wasn't asking enough. It was that I didn't have enough. I wasn't at the max capacity already. <sighs> so Bunny lives in my town now. And then the same day Bunny moved in. so funny. Or agreed Yay. to move in. <laughs> Thank you. The same day she agreed to move in, one of my squirrels was like, hey, I'm leaving. And I'm like, that's fine. And then another squirrel moved in named Tasha. <laughs> so she's living in my town now. Oh, cool. boy. Animal my Crossing. My last new villager 
Yeah. I just, not to be a negative Nancy, mm-hmm. I don't like it as much as New Leaf. Uh, you know, it's it's hard for me because I'm like now with this 10th villager, I'm like terraforming, re-terraforming my island, which is fun. I love the terraforming. The terraforming okay. is super duper fun. But I also think that, um, I don't know, I feel like it's it's a little too easy, which I hate saying that about video games. I hate saying that. But it what just do you mean feels by easy though in the context of Animal Crossing. Uh, it's easy to unlock stuff. It's easy to catch fish. It's easy to catch bugs. Um, it's easy to uh, just kind of like get rewards for new things. Like I can't tell you how long I had to wait before Gracie showed up in my town so I could get that final update in New Leaf. It took forever. Well, like I heard they weren't even gonna update the shop in this one. Yeah, I don't think so. See, Which sucks. D- the shop sucks right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's they, like four items a day, and they're always the same items, and they don't do furniture sets anymore. And like that to me was like half the fun of the game was getting your furniture sets. I mean, there are furniture sets, but it's all DIY now. Yeah. Like the mermaid furniture is all DIY, so you have to go uh, deep diving to get Pascal, and oh, then. I know. And then all that other stuff. I don't know. I it's it's hard because it's it's I I like, I like a lot about it. I just feel like it's not as there's not as much to do in my opinion. Because hmm. I could spend like a whole day just like running around my town in Animal Crossing New Leaf. Uh, and then I don't really like I don't know. Some stuff is just really laborious. Like uh, like for instance, the reason I haven't terraformed my island is because it became a flower explosion early on, and I just don't want to run around picking flowers for like nine hours trying to get rid of make space to terraform. Like I don't know. There's just like a lot of weird little things that I just don't care for. But I I do miss furniture sets, and I, yeah, I, I guess like it was really easy since everything was online. It was really easy to get like. You know, we're all doing turnip trades and stuff. So, like, everybody got a lot of money right away. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Like, when I was playing New Leaf, like, it wasn't hard. It was just, it was challenging enough that it actually kept me, like, logging in every day for two or three hours every day. Like, making sure I got everything I needed to do to get done. And this time, like, when they add new items and stuff like that... Or like there's events I can burn through those in a week and yeah. then I was so shocked like do you know how many times I had to have Captain sail me to the island so that I could uh, beetle farm to get money for the <laughs> Gracie sets it took me a month I already have over a million bells in this game easy just oh, from yeah. just from easy. just from Turn deep up. sea diving yeah. Oh, see, me, it was turnips. Turnips were the main one. I mean, like, turnips have always been the big moneymaker in that game, but, like, just being able to find somebody on Twitter being like, I have t- uh, turnips for 600 bells, and uh, just that was my big thing, and I got money right away, and mm-hmm. so paying off the house was nothing, and then not having furniture sets kind of sucks, and, and there's some other stuff. I don't want to really shit on it too much, because I, I like it. I just um, definitely don't enjoy it. I don't think... It, it, it doesn't feel as uh, fun. It, it definitely feels more feels... like a chore. Oh, 
it definitely felt like that. Like when you have like stuff to do, it's a lot of fun. But then, like I don't play it for very long. But I really like it. But I also I think it's great that it it's more. I think the easiness of it is more accessible because there was some shit in New Leaf that was damn near impossible to do. And so I I kind of like that aspect of it because I'm always way up for a more accessible game and more kind of like relaxed gameplay experiences in general but like I will say that like right now the way they've structured things um if you are a seasoned animal cross crossing player it is way easy (laughs) oh see I don't even necessarily know if I feel that because I feel like the DIY is a barrier because if you don't have the recipe for the thing you want you have to wait for somebody to give it to you Oh, like, that's there are true. so many like this summer with the blue shells like I barely got enough blue shells I would have to wait for my roommate to get the recipes because I, I didn't get any blue shell recipes really at all like none <sighs> dropped for me like Isabel never made an announcement like she was supposed to and like I never got any uh recipes to build any of the blue shell stuff and like I wasn't that into it but I had a fish themed room that I was going for and so, like, it just took a really long time and, I don't know, just, like, little things like that. And I just, I find the lack of, um, the villager interaction isn't as good as it used to be. Like, they used to come visit your house and you could visit them and they would Yeah, I miss that. I wish yeah. that they would come to, randomly come to my house. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do I miss that. Yeah, and, they, like, you could schedule visits with them. Like, oh, I gotta, oh, six o'clock, I gotta go visit. <laughs> Roscoe it's it's our six o'clock meeting I loved uh, that that was so fun it always felt so special but eh, I don't know that's it's 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 mostly minor quibbles that kind of add up to just sort of a middling game for me but uh I'm glad we talked about it because we've been meaning to talk about uh New Horizons on this podcast for a few episodes now yeah for sure and I mm-hmm. like it a lot like I still play it a ton but like I remember uh when I had New Leaf like there were other games I played. I played Pokemon X. I played um, other 3DS games that had come out at the time. And even though those games were very absorbing and took up a lot of my time, I never once stopped playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, to, I to never do took it. a break. I played every day religiously for like a year and a half. Yeah. Like, and the events felt really special. Like ugh, logging in for fireworks on the 4th and logging in for KK every weekend. And I don't know. Did you stop? special now there are things i really like like i liked the museum rally they did i liked the um reese and cyrus uh wedding event even though i didn't really see the point in doing that every day unless you really wanted that furniture set yeah Um, i know (laughs) i didn't do it every day i did i wanted the wedding dress so bad so (laughs) i got it and i got the tuxedo too and like oh, I said, like funny. you're right, it does have its pros and cons, but like I was able I like I played Resident Evil 3 and Paper Mario and I didn't log into Animal Crossing hardly at all when I was playing those yeah. games, which was unheard of with New Leaf. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I did not miss like my month off I didn't miss it and I only came back because it was the beginning of the month and I knew there'd be new fish and bugs and Yeah. I love the museum in the game. I think the museum is one of the best parts of the game. That's one of my uh, goals actually in this game, because of the fact that they have like fish bait now, which makes it more easy to kind of farm for fish. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm determined to catch every bug and fish in this game, and I'm doing really good so far. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I missed most of last month. So if there was anything that I didn't get for last month, I'm already screwed for the summer. But 
Um, I'm looking forward to fall in the game just to be more positive. Like, yeah, I am looking forward to fall too. I think that'll be a lot of fun. I got spoiled for the mushroom furniture just because of Pinterest and people that time travel and live on different, you know, time zones. So yeah, I I am hype for the fall. (laughs) I will say this. uh, One of the things I wanted to talk about real quick about (laughs) this new horizons is uh, I'm more in tune with like the fandom culture of this game than I was with New Leaf. If I don't even know if there was a fandom culture around New Leaf other than sharing QR codes or whatever. Um, but like this one, so almost immediately, and this is I love this, I love fans, like right when CJ called Flick his partner, everybody latched onto that because that is what Reese called Cyrus in New Leaf. And of course Nintendo denied it, but it, you can't stop the internet. And so there is so much cute fan art of CJ and Flick just, you know, like romantically catching bugs or going to the museum together. It's so cute. I (laughs) love it uh, so much. They're dating. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're dating. The other thing that's so interesting, I don't know what this was born out of, but when Red showed up, there started this really interesting fan theory that Red and Tom Nook are bitter ex-husbands. And (laughs) the fan art around that is some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen. And it cracks me up. That is too funny. I uh, (laughs) don't know where that came from, but that's pretty good. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Does Bob still live in your town? uh, No, Bob has never lived in my town. Oh, I thought Bob did. Nope. Uh, I had to choose between Lazies and I let Bo stay in my town. Uh, oh. Bo is a deer. And oh, I know Bo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I have Bo in my town and I was just like, I will let Bob find Bob in another life. I have the amiibo card for Bob. So if I get really bored and I miss Bob, I can bring him in. <laughs> but uh, my favorite villager, Kyle, is there. I did amiibo yeah. card in him. And... Um, and I yeah, love no, Kyle. Bo is my lazy. Oh, that's so cute. I like that. Stitches is my lazy, and Cube, a penguin. Stitches is the toy bear. Does Stitches have buttons for eyes? He has like little X's. Like okay, yeah, because I wasn't, I couldn't remember <laughs> if they were X's or buttons, but either way, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> it is. It's super funny. I love it. Uh, but yeah, um, do we want to move on to the? Uh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna do the exact same thing you were doing. <laughs> Moving on to our podcast homework? Yes, our podcast homework. So to catch you all up, uh, last week we started going in deep on the Susan Seidelman classics She-Devil and decided that we were going to like, well, we also talked about First Wives Club and we were going to like dive into these sort of classic 90s women's films. Uh, And the first one I picked for us to kind of review in the shadow of both uh, she Devil and First Wives Club was the Robert Zemeckis 1992 film Death Becomes Her, starring Goldie Hawn, Meryl Streep, and Bruce Willis. Uh, oh, and Isabella Rossellini, who is possibly the best part of this film. Dude, she's so hot in this movie. I can't. <laughs> she's crazy hot. <laughs> All 71 years of her. Yep. So that was this... my favorite line in the whole movie. <laughs> was her being like guess how old i am and meryl streep was like 38 and then she gets mad yeah like i'm 71 (laughs) so this movie i had high hopes 
Me too. They were dashed <laughs> almost I immediately. <laughs> such fond memories of like laughing hysterically at this movie as a child. Because I think I just super love the special effects near the end where they're like falling apart. But the rest of this movie is kind of a shit show. <laughs> yeah. And like one of the things that really bothered me is they never go into what the fuck their rivalry is. Well, they hint that they've known each other since high school. Yes, because you saw that and picture on her uh, on her like little revenge mood board. On yeah, uh, Goldie, <laughs> Goldie Hawn's character has has an amazing. Uh, uh, what are their names? Madeline and Helen. Yeah. Okay, I don't remember which one is which because that's how uninterested I was. Helen was a um, uh, uh, Goldie Hawn. Okay, thank you. So Helen had a revenge mood board that hints that they've known each other since high school and they've just like always competed over boys and shit. But like. My main beef at this movie was just, like, some of the stuff about that rivalry, it was just so bitter and, like, uh, kind of misogynistic. Like, when Bruce Willis gets, quote-unquote, stolen from... I mean, I guess she does steal her from him, or steal him from her. Uh, when Meryl Streep steals him, instead of being mad at Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn's like, well, she's a woman, and this is what they do. And it's like, What? <laughs> And I know it's supposed to be played for laughs, but it just comes across so mean-spirited. Especially when you have She-Devil to compare it to, and how that cheating scandal was handled in that movie. So much better. Yes, it's so (sighs) much better. And then, like, uh, I was, you know, we talked about how uh, weight was never really... I mean, it's kind of a joke in She-Devil, but it's never used to, like... It's like she never has a moment where she gets thin and therefore she's empowered. Yes, Whereas that's yes. like the first five minutes of this movie are just an extended fat joke about Goldie Hawn eating frosting from a can. And then when she, you know, becomes a very successful writer, she's all like thin and sexy and like thin is like, and I know they're supposed to be like, the joke is that they're shallow, shallow women, but this isn't like a satire or a sort of, um, critique of that it's just accepted as well it is what it is of course she's uh successful she's thin now yeah exactly and i also don't like the fact that um you know he their their paramour bruce willis was also very shallow but somehow he ends up having like the best life out of all of them yeah he's the noble one even though he's a fucking shallow plastic surgeon yeah (laughs) Like, that wasn't explained much either. Like, what happened? Like, he went from, like, successful plastic surgeon to, you know, morgue makeup person. Well, they make it sound like, well, this was Meryl Streep's doing. She ruined him. Yeah, they they did kind of. But that's, eh. like, so stupid. And that's what made the movie so gross. Yeah. Like, if it had been more satirical and maybe had, I don't know, I just feel like a woman's touch in that writer's room would have really made that movie better i agree because it just feels like even when he murders uh meryl streep it just feels really gross you know Mm -hmm. it's not i mean it's funny when she gets up but like the whole scene is like it's it doesn't it didn't feel funny to me it just felt gross yeah there's a lot of that in this movie there's a lot of that there's a lot of like just women hating on women and i know they're like you know they're upper 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 middle class white women, so, and so it's not like I expected a whole lot. But it just after watching She Devil, which was so 
um, so much better about all of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and and an older movie at that. Not that much older, but it's a few years older than this film. Yeah. So you'd expect it to be, I don't know, but it, it was just so mean-spirited. Um, it really was. And I just felt like, like all the critiques they were trying to make, it just really fell flat. Like, I feel like they, they could have done so much better, at, you know, wasn't kind of making many at all. in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I mean, like there were, could have been so many, so many more jokes about their bodies falling apart, which is hysterical to me. Like how they like literally they give up their lives to remain eternally young, which is a really is that... cool, fascinating concept. Yeah, and... when, when this movie's just them going to Isabella Rossellini and her having, like, the weird, young, sexy, like, servants and the dogs. <laughs> yeah. And she's, she, her tits are constantly out. <laughs> she's just like, I'm a woman of spring. And, like, that is hilarious. Yes, I agree. That's, when that, like all that shit was science funny. Fiction, uh, a weird science fiction thing like that is hilarious but when it's like a, a weird gendered um sort of examination of these shallow shallow women it's shallow in itself yeah it's like still a very shallow movie about shallow people like it doesn't really say like it doesn't really have a message other than like these women are awful yeah, yeah. And I think I expected more. Like, I know if they probably weren't aiming for that kind of movie. They probably just wanted a broad comedy, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, with what the preacher was saying at Dr. Melville's funeral, like, they had this kind of coda put on, like, he realized to truly live and be immortal is to, like, love others and have a family and be a good person. And I'm just like, well, I mean, like, Coda tacked on a little too late, and I like just he feel... was also a piece of shit. Yes, he was a piece of shit. So I don't really believe he... it. And like also, he murders, he strangles his wife. Yeah. Oh um, my god. Yeah, no, the movie is crazy. Um, I feel like there was something else I liked about it that I I'm blinking out, but yeah, I I just I think I wanted it to be something like smarter than it actually was. And, yes, that's a great yeah. way of putting it. I was expecting it to be like whip smart, especially considering the talents of Goldie Hawn and um, Meryl Streep, and it just was uh, the absolute opposite of whip smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, the special effects hold up pretty good for something from 1982. Oh, that's the thing I was gonna say. Okay, so. So, in this movie, the three main characters are aged up because mm-hmm. they're older than their... I'm pretty sure they're older than their, the actors playing them are supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. So, but I was watching it in 2020. So, when Barbara... Excuse me. Um, when Meryl Streep starts to... I wanted to call her Barbara, which is her character's name in She-Devil, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, when Meryl Streep's character starts to de-age... It looked completely surreal to me because I didn't realize she had been aged up because I'm just used to Meryl Streep looking the way she does now. She doesn't look bad. No, she, she doesn't. She looks older. She just looks older. She's a very beautiful woman still. Like, I, I love Mamma Mia. I will fight you. Mamma Mia is great. Uh, I'm not talking to Rhea. I'm talking to anybody that would argue with me that Mamma Mia isn't great. Um, uh, she's beautiful. 
But like the scene where she starts to age down without like except with the exception of the comical like or I didn't think they were comical, but they were supposed to be comical liver spots on her hands and shit. When she starts to de-age, it was very surreal for me because I was like, oh, yeah, she was younger in 1992 than her character would have been in 1992. That also got me as well. I'm like, oh, that's right. (laughs) She doesn't actually look like she doesn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And same with Bruce Willis's character, even though it was obvious he was wearing makeup the whole movie. Mm -hmm. uh, It still kind of caught me. Yeah, I agree. It kind of caught me off guard as well. So I feel bad kind of funny. because I feel like Bruce Willis, I don't know much about his career during this time period, but this is like hot off the heels of Die Hard, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, you know, in Die Hard, he's kind of like a quippy, cool action star. And I liked the I liked the kind of direction he went in here where he plays this almost kind of like nebbish uh, individual, barely yeah. recognizable. And he had some pretty funny high-pitched scream. A high-pitched scream always makes me laugh, either from a man or a woman. There's something about a high-pitched scream that makes me laugh uncontrollably. (laughs) And so he had a few of those that were really good. But I'm wondering, like, like I I feel like he was, like, all the acting I thought was good. It was just the story and the the plot that was just sucked around it. Yeah, no, the actors were fabulous. I can't complain about any of the acting because... They're all, they all know what kind of movie they're making. Yeah. And it's just a shame the movie doesn't really know what kind of movie it is. Yes, that's <laughs> such a good way of putting it. Because I feel like they, the movie just did not know what it wanted to be. Like, yeah. that first scene where uh, Meryl Streep's singing that me song at her Broadway show, that was funny as shit. And, like, already back then, there were people leaving the theater saying, like, she's too old for this. And I would have loved them to kind of tackle that more. And then it was just kind of dropped, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of, like, character stuff they could... Like, there were so many avenues for exploration that they just kind of dropped with the rivalry. Like, I would have liked more about Goldie Hawn's character that wasn't... She's crazy! Yeah. Like, why was she... Like, like what was like what was her... How were they friends? Because, you know, when we first saw Goldie Hawn, she was rather... Uh, quote unquote plain looking you know uh-huh. and she was terrified that this glamorous old friend of hers was going to steal her man and it's exactly what happened and then they never really went into like anything deeper other than the fact that these are two women who hated each other and isn't that enough to drive a movie and I'm like no women have <laughs> no. fucking thoughts and feelings and motivations Jesus Christ yeah and it definitely feels like there wasn't much going on everything was just it was a shallow movie that wanted to be a critique of shallow people, but it was too shallow itself. Yes. Um, Beautifully that's, said. I, that's really all I have to say. I just, um, <laughs> I definitely was surprised because I just remember it being so funny as a kid, but like your kid brain is so different. <laughs> <laughs> I was really looking forward to it because I, I know it kind of like is held up as kind of like this oddball movie that is kind of respected and you know it has such it has such big star power behind behind it, and Robert Zemeckis directed it for Christ's sake. And I'm right. just like, so it's like, oh well, let me watch this. And then it's just like, what a letdown, you yeah, know? It fell flat. It uh, did. I didn't know how this movie was received when it came out. So oh, I don't know I either. Looked it up. Oh, okay. I thought you looked it up. Oh no, no, no. Um, I was just talking about just my general observations over time, and like oh, how yes. like people around me reacted to it and such. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not very good. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, and I hate to shit on a movie for so long, but we it was our homework, and that's what we did. We did our homework. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, it's rare. No- it's rare for us well, to shit on a movie, guys, so take it we in stride. Like, we have a high threshold for crap. We do. What else, <laughs> what else say about Badline Girls? <laughs> if you know anything about the history of this podcast, <laughs> high threshold. High Very threshold. high threshold, yes. Um, did we want to pick another like '90s movie, or are we gonna? I have one. There? I have one. <gasps> you have one. I'm so excited. I've never seen Moonstruck. Oh, okay. That is um, Cher, right? It is Cher. Yeah. I've never seen it either, so this will be interesting. Is it streaming anywhere? <laughs> it is. It's on Prime. Okay. Moonstruck. So, That's Moonst- I, I think. '88. Uh, yeah, I think it's like I don't think it's early 90s but it is late 80s so like late these late 80s early 90s movies my friends yeah 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 that's <laughs> perfect yeah no i'm uh very curious that's more of a romance right yes it is okay i think that's when she won her oscar too i think you're right yeah well, we are gonna watch moonstruck yes this is a All fun right. adventure we're going on i feel like it's perfect for our show <laughs> Oh, I totally stole the idea from another podcast that was doing, <laughs> they started out doing, um, uh, I'll give a shout out to Stop Podcasting Yourself, my favorite Canadian podcast. Lovely. Uh, Graham and Dave were doing a Bradley Cooper movie club during quarantine. Oh my And they, on- <laughs> they only watched the bad Bradley Cooper movies. <laughs> so what were those? I'm so curious. Uh, all About Steve. <laughs> and a movie I believe called Aloha. I've never um, even heard of that. It's oh, wait. It sucks. Is that the one where um, that redhead played a Hawaiian person? Yes. Okay. What's, okay. what's her name? Emma Stone? Yes, Emma Stone. Thank you. Yeah, she plays a Hawaiian person, and there's no reason for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they watched those, and then it morphed into an erotic thriller, a 1990s erotic thriller club, <laughs> uh, where they watched Basic, Basic Instinct and Single White Female, and that was really fun. Uh, they watched a few others. And now it's a dad movie m- club where they're just watching movies that they think their dads would like. Oh. Uh, so Hunt for Red October is the next movie for this week. Um, the last one they watched was... Uh, shit, I can't remember. Um, maybe Hunt for Red October was the most recent movie. Uh, but yeah, so they're watching dad movies now. So yeah, no, it was kind of like not quite outright stolen from them. But that was sort of where I got the idea where it's like... You just watch a movie with a loose theme, uh, well, especially that, when you brought up First Wives Club and She Devil. Oh yeah, well now that you they we talk about dad movies, I'm going to ask uh, my dad, resident weirdo, what are five movies he thinks we should watch, <laughs> and it's going to be weird. <laughs> I would love to hear your dad's opinion. Okay, I'll talk to him. <laughs> Well, that was a way different experience than I thought we were going to have with this movie, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> oh, really? I yeah. just, as soon as it started and it went right into that Goldie Hawn fat joke, I was just sort of like, oh, no. I almost texted you to go, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch it. <laughs> I almost I, I almost texted you to be like, no. And then I was like, you know what? We need something to talk about. So let's. I'm going to keep going and hopefully she'll watch it. But I almost texted you like right into that scene. I was like, mm, I don't know if this is for me. Oh. Uh, let's just not watch it. Yeah, I didn't even know that was part of the movie. Like right when that happened, I'm like, are we serious? So that? I always tried. I wanted to do something really quick before we stop talking about this movie. Like I want to try and combat 
these fucking negative images of fat women and how they try and use fat women as a joke and and like trying to use fat suits as a joke. So I'm going to say it. I thought Goldie Hawn looked beautiful as a fat lady. Boom. I think like the way that they tried to make her like she was mousy before she gained all the weight and then like they made her quote unquote crazy on top of mousy and then fat it was just so like mean yeah but she's goldie hawn she's still goldie hawn yeah she's still you know that one that woman is, has a beautiful face like <laughs> you don't she's stop being hawn. beautiful when you get fat i just you just sorry like yeah <laughs> you really don't <laughs> It's like, oh, God, she's hideous because she's fat. No, she's Goldie fucking Hawn, flower child, and she still looks yeah. hot as shit. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's uh, just a dumb thing to put in the movie anyway. It really is. I agree. Making her, making her a cat lady on top of that. That's oh, when I man. almost texted you. She had all her cats running around. I was like, oh, Rhea doesn't need to see this. <laughs> I always need to see a cinema cat, even if it's used in a stereotypical context. Because seeing a cat anytime, anywhere, makes me happy. Any old time. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, a cat. Because I am, I am ridiculous. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we watched it, even if it was a dud. Because yeah. it was fun talking to you about it. For sure. We'll have to see how Moonstruck uh, pans out. I'm, I'm curious because I don't even associate it with these types of movies. So I'm, oh. I'm ready. Okay. I'm, I'm so ready. I just don't, I don't really have any associations of Moonstruck. I know that's the movie where she slaps him. <laughs> and I, whoever the guy is in that movie. Who, who is it? I don't know. Is it? Oh, you know what? I'm going to Google. Okay. Because I feel like it's somebody really obvious. And I'm My just mom just told out. me who it was not that long ago. And I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh really hard if it's who I think it is. Okay. Oh, it's um, it's uh, Nicholas Cage. Oh, and my God, I can't believe. Oh, well, basically we're we're on a Nick Cage movie marathon now. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> no, never. I'd never do that I was about to, to you. Say, cause <laughs> I actually really like a lot of like Nicholas Cage movies. Like I literally was talking about both separate incidents. Raising Arizona came up in one context, and I was just blathering about how much I love that movie, and. Uh, Face Off came up, and I actually love that movie too. That movie's it's good. a different kind of love, but yes. Uh, so I, I don't hate Nicolas Cage. I don't hate him either, but he does have a lot of crap. Yeah, he makes a lot of weird choices. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, I would totally watch uh, having any excuse to watch Raising Arizona again is a good thing. <laughs> no, I'm going to choose no, only we'll, the, we'll, the weird movies The Wicker Man and both oh. Ghost Riders. <laughs> Oh no! Just the bad ones. Just like yeah, then we the really will be stealing from Stop Podcasting Yourself. Um, but yeah, no. Let's let's uh, stick to the the ladies' pictures. Maybe we'll find something. I'm hoping that we just find something like a a cheesy gem. Oh yeah. Like along the lines of um, what's a cheesy gem? I don't know what I'm looking for, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll do some research. Okay. Well, cool. I think that's all I got for this week. You know what? I think we've been recording for enough time to where. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, this is about forty minutes. Yep. All right, my dudes. This is the end of this podcast episode. We now return the control of your television set to you. Sorry, I've been watching (laughs) some Outer Limits episodes. Those episodes are kooky. Oh, I love that whole (laughs) like. 
a prem that premise of that that they take control of your TV. I always thought that was so cool <laughs> as a kid. Like I used to pretend it was really happening. Uh, it's such a cool monologue too. Yeah, and it is cool. So we'll be on. I don't know how this will affect you, dear listener, but we will be on a tiny hiatus while Destiny uh, has her hysterectomy and recovers from that. And let's all wish her well. Fold a thousand paper cranes and release them from the roof of the hospital. I don't know. Well, you can find us on abnormalmapping.com slash badlandgirls and wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, always, always pizza, pizza rolls. rolls.